What is Wicca? Why does Wicca, our witchcraft, attract so many converts? What should we do if our daughter, wife, or another loved one gets involved? What are some of the warning signs that we should watch for? Why is tolerance so important among Wiccans? And how is the fact that Wiccans don't believe in sin impact our ability to share our faith with a Wiccan? God's word warns us against divination and sorcery. Deuteronomy 18, 10 to 12 says, Let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, casts spells, who is a medium or spiritualist or consults with the dead. Join us today as we learn about Wicca and how we can shield our children, teens, and loved ones from getting involved. Caroline Alexander is our expert guest today. She has an undergraduate degree in elementary education and a graduate degree in theology from Boston College in Massachusetts. She has researched and lectured on Wicca since the 1970s. Caroline has been a guest on many television and radio programs, including On Main Street and Woman to Woman. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. So welcome, Caroline. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you, Kay. I'm glad to help out. Well, the topic of Wicca came up in a Facebook page that I'm on with a lot of Lutheran women, and they didn't know much. In fact, one of them said to those of us that were kind of asking questions and discussing this topic, why do you believe that? And she basically didn't believe that Wicca was a real religion. She thought it was like fake news, doesn't really exist. That's a dangerous uh, belief to have. And so today we want to educate our people about Wicca. So s- let's start with that. What is Wicca? Okay, Wicca is one of the oldest religions that have been practiced. It's a nature religion, basically. The word Wicca means to bend, change, or shape reality. And it's both a female and a male religion. Basically, it's a female emphasis. W-I-C-C-E is an old English word which which applies to the female witch, and W-I-C-C-A is the male witch. And they believe that they can harness the powers of nature. They are not Satanists. They practice white witchcraft, which they claim will only help people and can undo evil spells if someone has been messing with black magic. Mm, Okay. And um, so Wicca and witchcraft are basically the same thing. Is that correct, Caroline? Yes. Witchcraft is an overall umbrella title, and Wicca is one form of witchcraft. It's hard to believe, but it's divided into different denominations. The one we're talking about today is white witchcraft. Most people will say it's harmless. I don't hurt anybody. I want to help people. Then on the other end of the spectrum is black witchcraft. That is evil, and that draws upon the powers of Satan. Then not too many people know it, but there's also gray witchcraft, and that's kind of a gray area, to use a pun. And they believe that, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm doing this spell or what the outcome is, but I'm just doing it, and I hope it will come out good. And then in this day and age, with all the ecology emphasis, there's green witches and 
for them, Gaia hypothesis or worshiping the earth is part of their religion. They believe that the earth is a living being, and if you have ever seen a bumper sticker on the back of a car that says, love your mother, it's not your biological mother, it's the earth. Hmm. So I want to go back. You talk, You said the word denomination. I want to be very clear. Wicca is not a Christian religion, um, but a w- would we consider it an occult uh, w- classification? Neo-paganism. Neo-paganism? Yes. Okay, but the, but the term was the same, and, and that happens a lot of times in different religions. Uh, but it is not a Christian denomination. Oh, no, no, definitely not. So, okay, although somebody asked me this, and it came up in my research too, some people that get involved in Wicca still go to their Christian church. That's not, is that the norm or is that very unique, maybe those that are just getting involved? Well, it's not the norm, but we know from what you just quoted from God's Word that it's wrong, but it depends on the individual. I know people at a certain denomination, I won't mention it, a Christian church here in this town, who claim that they can practice Christianity and they can blend in Wicca, and there's nothing wrong with it. And there's another case where there was a young lady, and her father is a Lutheran pastor, and she came to talk to me with another pastor, and she told me that her twin sister practices Wicca, and it's okay. She can do it because she can still go to church and be a Christian. But this is wrong because, first of all, God tells us he's the only God and he wants to be worshipped. There are no other gods to be worshipped. The Bible tells us in Exodus there is one God and to worship him and him alone. If we have other gods, whether they're Wiccan gods or satanic gods or whatever you want to call them, then we're breaking the first commandment. So you cannot blend Wicca Mm -hmm. with Christianity. It's one or the other. Good. So let's just briefly talk about the history. And I know that we don't want to go on and on, but we just, people are going to ask, when did it start and what is the history of Wicca? Okay, well, it's hard to trace it back, but it's, as I said, it's one of the oldest religions because it's worshiping of nature. And there is no real founder. It has its roots in the 19th century in Great Britain. It was partly inspired by a lady named Margaret Murray, who died in 1963. And then another person, Gerald Gardner, came along. He died in 1964, and he's the real organizer. And then you have various covens, and people just started them. Some are worldwide, some are local, some are statewide. So it's hard to pin down when it exactly happened. But basically, for our point of view, it's the oldest nature worship that there is among Christians and among Jews because they claim that now you can be a monotheist. And I'm talking about the type of Christian we just said cannot do both, but they believe they can do both. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And same with the Jews. They say we're monotheists and we can worship this God but you know what the Old Testament says, God condemned that kind of idolatry. Yes, yes. Well, Wiccans have a wide range of beliefs and practices, and we probably don't have time to go into all of those. But basically the term eclectic beliefs would probably be a good way to explain what they believe, uh, which is very diverse. Uh, Do you want to just make a couple comments without going into all of the details of what some of them believe? All right, basically, those who are female-oriented will worship the moon, 
and they have a practice called drawing down the moon, and they believe that they can bring the power of the moon into themselves, and this makes them into a goddess. And if it's a male emphasis, they will do the same thing with the sun. And then it depends upon where they're located, what country, what state, what other gods or goddesses. But basically, Wiccans feel that the sky god was the ruler and that women in primitive societies, and even today they'll claim this, don't get what they deserve, that they want to be equal. So that's why most of these covens are conducted by high priestesses, and they believe that the moon will give them power, and this is where they're going to get their power for spells and everything they want to do. Okay, now you mentioned covens, but some of our listeners don't even know what that is. So let's define, I think that's important. What is a coven, and um, you know who's involved in them? Okay, a coven, that's C-O-V-E-N, is like a witch's assembly or a congregation. The real number is 13. There can be more or less, but you know that 13 is very superstitious, so they like that kind of a number because they believe they're drawing on different powers of the universe. And usually, if it's a a general Wiccan coven, there will be six men, six women, and then wherever the emphasis lies, it will be either a high priest or priestess. And they come together eight times a year. They have sabbats or espets, and these are their holy days. Halloween is coming up. In their language, it's called Samhain, and this is the major holiday because they believe that the veil between the worlds, eternity and earthly existence, is the thinnest, and they can communicate with demons, and they can communicate with ghosts, depending on what kind of Wicca they practice. So covens can meet at any time, but some witches choose to practice solitary. Now, most covens will meet in a house, or a building that belongs to them, or they'll rent a hall. But if it's nice weather, they will meet outside, and most of the time their coven meetings are conducted sky-clad. This means they have no clothes on because they believe that clothing inhibits the power of the body. Hmm. Okay. So, But you did say that sometimes people uh, do this in solitary, so by themselves. And is that sometimes because they haven't actually met others that are involved in Wicca? It could be, or they just don't want to be involved with other people. They think they can carry on their spells and whatever they want to do better by themselves because Wiccans are very secretive about what they call the Book of Shadows. It's like their own manual about who's going to do what and how this spell will work, what is the best way to conduct it. And unless you're a hereditary witch, you don't want somebody stealing your book of shadows. So this is one reason that they will practice solitary. But most of them will work in a coven, or occasionally they may practice solitary if they can't get to their coven meeting. Well, how do they meet each other? I want to make sure we have enough time to talk about what we do if one of our loved ones gets involved. But how do they find out that someone else is a Wiccan? Well, in this day and age, there's no problem with that. You can look in some of the local papers, and you will find Wiccan ceremonies advertised. Also, the Unitarian Universalist Church is accepting of everyone, so there are covens in that church. As long as you don't say that Jesus is God, you'll be accepted. Hmm. The local church down here talks about Wicca. I'm in Nashua, New Hampshire, so that's where I'm coming from. 
and they find out then from one another. It's secretive, but if they can trust somebody, they'll open up and they'll invite young people, especially. Mm-hmm. If you find a kid who's very unhappy, who doesn't like his family, her family, it's both male and female, and they'll sense this. The kid that sits alone, the kid that doesn't have any friends in high school, and if there's a Wiccan practitioner, they'll pick up on that right away and ask them to come to a meeting, but you have to promise not to tell your parents or tell anybody else this is secret. So they love this. They're getting all the attention. Now, as far as if somebody gets involved, again, it depends on who you're dealing with and what kind of a family. It's hard to tell, but many times it will be an open rebellion, and they'll start dressing in black, They'll start reading all kinds of strange books, which they hope to hide from their parents. They'll have a whole new set of friends. They won't want anything to do with the people that they used to be friendly with. They'll lie. They'll make up all kinds of excuses about where they're going, why they're going, why they're late coming home. So it's really hard to deal with unless you actually know this person and you can see through some of these activities. Mm -hmm. So you were sharing some of the warning signs that parents are grandparents or other loved ones might be watching for uh, because a lot of times, as you said, the parents don't know this is going on. And they love to dress in black. If they're not that secretive, that will be a whole new thing for them. Everything they wear is black. A lot of people like black, though. It's not totally the only reason. So why is tolerance so highly valued among Wiccans? Well, Wicca goes along very nicely with the New Age movement, and tolerance is a New Age virtue. My truth may not be your truth. Your truth isn't mine, so don't impose your values on me. They don't want to hear anything about Jesus saying, I am the way, the life, and the truth. Jesus, for them, is simply another medium or a compassionate person who helped people, but he's not God. So if you come out and say that Jesus is God, then you're not being tolerant and you are very offensive. And to use today's terms, you are not politically correct. Okay. And most of them, is this correct, believe in reincarnation? Oh, yes. That's one of their favorite things about the afterlife. Some of them are agnostic about the afterlife. They just don't know. And others will say, if we do what we're supposed to do and honor the God and the goddess and conduct ourselves as good witches, then we are going to Summerland. That's their version of heaven. Mm-hmm. And they're very works-oriented then. I mean, there's oh, yes. no... Yes. They don't even... I said this in the introduction. This shocked me. They don't even believe sin exists. Before you answer that, let me make a few announcements, and then we'll keep discussing this, and we're going to talk about the second half, what we can do if one of our loved ones gets involved and we know about it. Uh, Sometimes we don't. Um, Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Why Did Jesus Die? and a track that explains reincarnation and how Christians can share their faith with those who believe in reincarnation. To request a complimentary copy, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week around the country and is also available through its podcast on the Internet. Don't forget to sign up to receive our monthly email newsletter on our website. We invite your prayers for the ministry, for me, and for our guest. If you'd like to support 
the radio outreach send a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can also donate on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. That's where you can also sign up for the email newsletter. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield. Go to www.thrivent.com slash thriventchoice or call them at 1-800-847-4836 and one of their employees will help you do this. Remember, you choose, but Thrivent gives the gift. Thank you again for your prayers and support. This is Kay Meyer, your host. My guest today is Caroline Alexander. She knows a lot about Wicca, as you can tell from our discussion. And um, I just wanted to touch a little bit more. You you mentioned uh, summer land, their belief related to heaven. But one of the things that was shocking to me, even though I did this educational program, I put something together about 12 years ago for a youth group. As I re-looked at this, I think I had forgotten that they don't believe in sin. <laughs> so sharing the salvation message has to be extremely difficult. They think sin is old-fashioned. Is that correct, Caroline? Well, they don't believe in sin because you don't need saving. You can save yourself, so why do you need oh, it? Good works. Yeah, and then they believe in the transmigration of souls. That's not a term used very much today because it's not politically correct, but I think many listeners know what that is. If you don't behave yourself, you come back as a lower form than a uh, human being. Reincarnation, yeah. Yes, uh-huh. yeah, the negative side of reincarnation. But if you do behave yourself in the eyes of the Wiccans, then you will come back as a super witch or some kind of a god or goddess, some kind of an ascended master, which they borrowed from New Age. But salvation has no place. They don't need a savior. And because a lot of them also will believe that when you die, the body replenishes the earth. This is the wish of the goddess. And or you will just be absorbed into the earth or into the universe to be or know no more. Mm. Okay. So let's talk more about what we should do if our daughter, our wife, or another loved one gets involved. What are some of the things we can do once we know? And as you mentioned, sometimes we don't know. I have been asked many times over the years, I know there was a, um, at one of our churches that supports us, they asked me to talk with the husband whose wife had gotten very involved with three children. And um, one of our Lutheran Ministries executive director's daughter was involved in Wicca. I was amazed at how many people did know and really Some of them were concerned and wanted to know what to do, but some of them weren't concerned, as you mentioned. It's okay. People think it's okay. But what do we do? Let's say it's our daughter, wife, or a loved one. What are some of the things we can do? Well, it's kind of hard to deal with it unless you know the individual person. But the first thing is, especially for parents or significant adults in the young person's life, don't blow up at them, don't demand, you stop this immediately, Mm -hmm. you're living under my roof, because then they're just going to rebel all the more. So the first thing we should do is to pray for them, and if we're members of a congregation and you can trust the pastor, 
some pastors don't want to hear anything about the occult, but ask the pastor to pray and trusted members of the congregation, and just approach the person in a gentle way, mm-hmm. maybe sit down and say, what attracts you to this? How did you even find out about it? Tell me, I'm interested, because when I was growing up, there was nothing like this around. So you got to just kind of feel out the person and see where he or she is coming from, and let them do what they want to do, as long as it's not harmful. And I hate to use the word tolerance, but if you go against them, they're just going to close up. But you're not condoning this. You can make that known. We are Christians. We do not condone this. But I want to hear a little bit about it. What's it all about? Help me to understand it. Let it go for a while. Let that person think about what you just said and then perhaps have another conversation. Or if that person is open, ask your pastor to have a conversation with him or her and perhaps they can get through. And what you were saying just then is build a Keep the communication lines open. One of the yes, things that yes. we say all the time when we deal with the counter cult ministry is the anger can divide them, and then all of a sudden they're not even talking to each other. That's the worst thing that can happen. Exactly. Because yeah. some parents say, well, if you do this in my household, you can get out of here. Well, that's the wrong approach because, yeah, they'll get up and they'll go. They will. Yes, they will. Yes. So um, let's say they grew up in a Christian home and and went to church and uh, were baptized and confirmed and and placed their faith in Christ, and then they get involved in Wicca. Um, Is it because they're disillusioned if they came up in a Christian uh, uh, in the faith? Are they disillusioned with Christianity that they get involved in Wicca? Is it just interest that, uh, you know, they just like, oh, I don't know anything about this, so I'll research it. That's dangerous. But uh, why why do so many young people get involved? Well, part of it is what you said. Yeah, they're disillusioned with Christianity, and they've been disappointed, or perhaps they've been hurt by a relative or even a pastor. But then also, witchcraft is a religion of freedom, joy, and the sensual appetites joy in nature. There's no boundaries. I can do whatever I want. Nobody's going to bother me. And also it will provide sexual and vicarious thrills and power, which is believed that there is great power in the spells they cast. So it depends what brand they're practicing. White witchcraft would not use any black magic, but they might just like to try something. Maybe I like so-and-so's boyfriend, and I want him, so I'm going to see if I can do a spell, and maybe he'll like me and leave her. So, And then also witchcraft promises together with others like themselves, a witch or a wizard, which is a male witch, they can work these spells and make things happen in the here and now. And in this cult- culture, you know immediate gratification is what people live for. They don't want to wait for anything, so I want that boy, and I'm going to put a spell on him, and he's going to like me. And, of course, we're talking about young people, and this is the way they think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thousands of self-made teen witches will get any book they can get their hands on because they, can believe, they believe that by becoming a witch, they can change their drab reality into something exciting and exhilarating. And if they don't get enough attention at home, parents work, or maybe it's a single-parent family, they want someone to notice them and pay attention, and they feel they'll get it by becoming a witch. Mm. So um, we also, if if we're Christians, we should be asking them what they think about Jesus. And, uh, I mean, the Word of God does not return void, so we can 
as long as we don't divide them from not even talking to them. But we we can and should share the message of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation uh, with them. But again, keep the communication lines open so that they don't just take off and leave. If you, if you preach them too much, though, then you're going to turn them off and they don't want to hear it. They'll say, oh, I heard this all my life and this isn't any fun and this isn't exciting. Now I've got something good to do. So you've got to be careful how you approach them. Right. I, I, I get that, but I, but I always uh, know that most of the time those that are getting involved in this really never had a good relationship with Christ yeah. Um they they had superficial faith which so many Christians today grow up in churches and really never have a strong faith in Christ. They just know God and that that's a dangerous thing. They we, that's why we the God's word says to disciple us, you know, to to grow in the knowledge as they get older. I had somebody the other day wanted to know how to explain Trinity to a a three-year-old. It's like, oh my goodness. I was like, I didn't answer. It was a Facebook thing. I didn't say anything, but I thought, no, let's get to the basics. Uh, Better to teach them to pray. Oh, we have two minutes left, Caroline. So what I know we could have done two or three programs on this topic, but I just wanted to give some basics. What in two minutes, what else do our listeners need to know? Well, first of all, as I said, keep them in prayer. God's Word doesn't fail, as you said. It doesn't return to you void. God is more powerful than Satan. Sometimes it may take longer than we want because somebody might put a timeline. Well, I'm going to pray for this person for a couple of years, and if she doesn't straighten out, then tough, she's hopeless. Mm, But we shouldn't think that way because God's timing isn't ours. Ours isn't God's. And then always talk to the person, and try to show an interest, but not in a way that it encourages that person to get more deeply involved. I'd just like to know what you're thinking about, what's it like. I never heard of anything like this before, and see what they have to say. And then perhaps you can offer them some scripture in a non-pushy way, because if you're in their face, then they're going to just turn you off totally. Yes, yes, good, good. Again, my guest has been Caroline Alexander. We've been talking about Wicca and what some of the uh, things that they believe uh, and what it is, witchcraft. Um, There was so much more we could have shared, but the time is up. So I'm glad you had a chance, though. to We we touched on a lot of the things that I shared. I do want to mention again, we have a track on... uh, Uh, reincarnation that shares what it is and then how to witness to someone involved as well as our regular booklet and you can learn more on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com again i want to thank caroline for being our guest today and uh, uh, encourage our listeners to pray for someone you know and share the lord jesus with your loved ones your family and others that you meet each day. Thanks for listening. This is Kay Meyer. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. 
and tune in again next week for Family Shield. 